You're listening to DC Domination on the Novastream Network, your weekly guide for the DC Comics universe. For all the latest on The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, keep it locked on novastream.com.au Hi listeners and welcome to the Novastream podcast of DC Domination where we talk about the crazy amount of superhero entertainment out there in the wide and wonderful world. Today we are going to chat about the first live action Wonder Woman film. Fair warning, we are both really passionate about this film so I don't think we have like anything negative to say. It's just going to be a lot of gushing, a lot of gushing. Um, We'll also be speaking spoilers because, well, it's, you know, we have so much to talk about and we want to include spoilers. So turn around (laughs) now if you don't want to, if you don't want to listen to spoilers. Go Um, back, go the wrong way. (laughs) Turn away, wrong way, go back. (laughs) Otherwise, listen in. It's just two girls this time. Jackie, how you doing? I'm great. How are you going, Brittany? I'm very well, thank you. You know, I'm excellent because I've now seen Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. three times. You've actually trumped both Alistair and I, so I've only seen it twice. I know. I'm pretty sure Alistair's only seen it once. Unfortunately, he won't be I joining like... us tonight, though. Yeah. Sorry, Alistair. Sorry you're at work. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Um, I could definitely have seen it more, though. Um, and the only reason I haven't seen it more is because I've been really busy with assignments <laughs> and, you know, life. Yeah. But I definitely would have seen it more times by now if I was completely free. Life is so stupid. Why does it get in the way of these sorts of things? It's... I know. How dare it get in the I way know. of Wonder Woman? How dare it? <laughs> Just seriously, other commitments and all that. All I want to do know. is sit in a theatre. Yes. Yes. Yes, all I want to do is sit in the theatre and cry over Wonder Woman. <laughs> this is a little bit outside of Wonder Woman, actually, but we get a new DC um, film introduction, and I guess it's a little bit, a bit, a uh, little bit like uh, flicking through the pages of the Marvel comics, the Marvel films. We get, oh yeah, yeah, the three D, the three D thing. I was so into that. Yeah, it's really. I good. was really into that. Yeah, it's very Marvel though, very Marvel. I will say that. Well, but like I get it. It mm. is their brand. But I was into it. I was like, "Ooh, all the different characters yeah. are there." I was surprised. That, like, I was surprised that they had um, Aquaman as the blonde yes, version instead of yeah, yeah. And um, well, I guess it's the DC logo, so it's not the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah. So there's a little bit of difference there. And like, I, I noticed that Green Lantern was in it. I was like, "What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean?" It might just be because he's mean? part of. He's a big, big hitter in the Justice League. In the. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true, eh? That's probably but, I mean, true. we can hope. Let's hope for a better Green Lantern movie. <laughs> Please don't make the super suit green. Or animated. Actually, that's a that's I, a really interesting thing to get thinking about the Justice League. If we wanted another edition, who do we want to see on the Justice League? Who outside of the roster? Ooh. Yeah. That's an excellent question. I don't even know. I'd love to see Hulk. I don't even know. Because she was yeah, so yeah, sassy cool. in the um, the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. In, yeah. Are, do you mean superhero girls? Well, no, not that one. But yeah, that's a really cool She's, um, one as yeah, well. Yeah, I like her in that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Awesome. Well, let's go right into talking about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. All the world is waiting for you. Now, I know that um, I haven't read as many Wonder Woman comics as Jackie. I am in the Batgirl department. 
But Jackie, do you have a comic that people should read before they go into this film? Mm. I was actually thinking about this the other day because there's so much Wonder Woman comics out there. There's so much Wonder Woman comics out there. There's 75 years worth and that's really overwhelming. Mm. When I first started like wanting to read Wonder Woman, I was very overwhelmed. I started with the New 52, which was a, probably a good place to start. Um, although it's not like the most true Wonder Woman story. I would, for Wonder Woman, I would probably stay away from Rebirth Volume 1 just because it's a little confusing. It's a little like, like the whole kind of question of Rebirth is I've got all these different stories and so many different adaptations of Wonder Woman but who is the true Wonder Woman um, so it's it's a kind of confusing in the way that it's written I really enjoyed it but it's probably not the best place to start there's kind of a whole section that I haven't read yet which is I haven't read a lot of Gail Simone her comics mm. um, I think she actually wrote a few of the new 52 Batgirl comics Yes. Which, which yes. a lot of people rave about, but I haven't... I wasn't gripped. Apart from um, Death of the Family, I wasn't really gripped with yeah. that series. Yeah. I liked I liked Death of the Family a lot, yeah. I want to read more of hers, because she wrote Deadpool, didn't she, as well? Reeks like old lady pants in here. Did she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. I'm pretty sure. You'll have to fact check that. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain it was her. Well... She wrote, like, a huge <laughs> arc of Deadpool. This sounds like a fun um, fact anyway. Yeah. Because she, on Twitter, she was, like, raving about the Wonder Woman film. And it was it was so beautiful and it made me want to cry <laughs> and made me want to go and read her comics because I haven't read... Uh, she might have written for New 52, but there, I definitely know that there's a period before the New 52 that she's written that I have not read. Mm. Um, and I think those are probably... I've heard that those are a good place to start because the, obviously, like the golden age is very sort of different to what you would expect Wonder Woman to be. And it's very interesting. Then, sorry. It's very interesting. You mentioned how um, it's the question of who is the real Wonder Woman? What would be, cause I know like across all the comics, you know, characters kind of change, but there's usually a common element all the way through it. What's that, what's that thread that goes through the comics for Wonder Woman and, and fi finds itself in the Wonder Woman film? What theme does she carry across all the mediums I almost feel like this is a trick question because duh it's love <laughs> yeah. you have been my greatest love it's love, love. It's, it's love and peace yeah it's love and peace that's really what she's all about and I mean like even from like the golden age is kind of a bit weird but it's still present there it's it's really all about equality and you know the betterment of society <laughs> and it's definitely something we need right about now because there's so much mm. horrible things around the world and it's definitely the a movie of hope really when, when when i went and saw it i kind of felt like this is this is really beautiful it really did carry those themes but it wasn't too sappy it wasn't corny or anything definitely. like that it captured the movie captured you know, the feeling of looking around in the world and thinking, what is wrong with this place? Like, what is wrong with these people? Why, why is, 
the world like this. It captured that so beautifully and you see that so beautifully through Diana's eyes Mm. um, and through her experiences. And that's what I loved so much about it is that she, she just didn't understand because she's experienced this wonderful world. Like she's grown up in this amazing euphoria and it's, it's just like it's amazing to her that the world is this way and shocking and disgusting and you mm. really see that and that's what drives her through the film p- particularly but her other comics as well like it's definitely evident in her comics yeah definitely um and the movie like i said at the start the movie blew us both away however um there was i i'm not sure if it was a a an article or a review or maybe one of the trailers that actually ruined who Ares was for me. Did you have any trailers ruin any moments for you or any articles? I thought I watched a trailer just before we started podcasting just to refresh my memory. Um looking back, I do think that the trailers told showed us too much. I think a lot of the jokes especially were really funny and there were a few that I thought would be even more funny if I hadn't already heard them. Mm. Um especially a lot of Edda's lines about, like, the one about um, when Diana asks, what's a secretary? Oh, yeah. Well, where I'm from, that's called slavery. (laughs) I like her. I like her very much. much. Yeah, I thought that the trailers, there were a lot of trailers. Um, And just so the listeners know, we tried to avoid a lot of those trailers just so we could... Well, no, I, I especially did, so I could try and yeah. enjoy the I tried. <laughs> I tried, but failed. I tried, but failed. Alistair would send one, and I'd be like, no, got to resist, got to resist. Oh, I have to watch it. <laughs> Click. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was pretty much... Would you agree that there's pretty much a clip from most of the scenes in a lot of the trailers? Mm. Now, I think I probably watched one or two of the trailers, and it does give a pretty good overall view of what the film is. But visually and story-wise, although I got to see her in the no-man's-land area, and I got to see her at the very final, uh, like, aeroplane area with all the gas, and she was fighting Ares, although you saw a lot of those moments, I don't think the story was really impacted, because it was still so incredibly powerful yeah i agree yeah no man's land especially was still so powerful like it i could have seen that at home and i still would have had the same reaction (laughs) and then i would have seen it again and i mean i like every time i've seen i've seen it three times now that scene and every time it makes me cry every time yeah and that's the because it's the funny thing uh you myself and alistair have all reported to have cried multiple times in this film. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm just thinking about all the times that, like, all the moments that it's just so... It's it's almost... It, I almost cry because it's overwhelming, like, yeah. how much emotion that you, you... that Diana is feeling and, you know, how much strength she is showing. It's just... It's so powerful. Mm. And even people that have not necessarily thought the film was a perfect film, have walked away thinking and saying that was such a powerful version of Diana and that No Man's Land scene was so amazing and it made them cry. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it just goes to show how, well, I don't think... I would struggle to think that another actress could have portrayed 
Diana as well as Gal Gadot has. Yeah. Because she, she brought strength in her naivety, in her dancing with Steve and then stopping with this beautiful, inquisitive, kind of childlike smile as the snow fell. And mm. that moment was so powerful. But But what took it above everything else was the fact I walked away well, I didn't even, not just when I walked away, but even just sitting and watching in Themyscira, it wasn't a film where the female was a token character. Do you know what I mean when I when I say token character? Maybe explain a little more. Yeah, it's like um, sometimes when I'm watching anything from Power Rangers to some Marvel films, I can watch the film and look at the female character, and there's usually one woman amongst a team of men, and she's just there for either the female audience mm. or the sex appeal and she's just a token mm. female she doesn't really it's like a hey we have representation look look, look at this yay. woman look and i mean it was a stepping stone and it, it was getting us to where we needed to be and you could see how mm. empowering empowering that is with this wonder woman film because there was so many fantastic characters on themiscira alone Mm. And see, this is the thing that kind of gets me about the Marvel movies is that, you know, I love Black Widow mm. and I love all the fe- pretty much all the females in those movies, but they do kind of feel a little token yeah. to me. You know, they kind of feel, and particularly in the, is it the last Avengers movie that um, Black Widow and Hulk? Yeah, that was just were such a, a love weird, interest. weird like, relationship. That was, yeah, it was making Black Widow into that token female. And I was like, you had such a great character there. Why do you have to use her like that? Yeah, um, and that's what ha- generally like never... happens. The, the f- token female ends up with a relationship with mm. someone on the team. and Or the, the agent who is on How I Met Your Mother. What's her name? Oh, gee. Oh, gee. She's like, <laughs> she's like the background agent yeah. who, you know, she works for... Um... S.H.I.E.L.D., Shield. Yeah, I, really, <laughs> I was going to say Hydra, and I was like, nope, nope that's not, that not right. One. Nope, no, not that I really one. Really like that character, but we can see. Yeah. We can see. But she's definitely token. Pure. She's definitely. She's just kind of. Well, I think she's more just there. Like she, she doesn't really, and I think that's okay. We needed there is just a minor character. I think Black Widow has definitely become was a, a token female in that sense, when she was just randomly paired off with the Hulk. Yeah. But even though this is a, a fem like it feels like a female empowerment film, it it doesn't attack you with that sense. And it actually gives us a really interesting love interest with Steve Trevor. Oh, bless. Bless. Oh, I bless know. Steve Trevor. It's funny cuz I and I said this, I've said this to you in person before, but for the listeners, um Steve Trevor is not a character that I ever really understood when I first started reading the comics because he's not he's not necessarily very well written in the comics um I like him in the golden age but he's very much you know like Diana is immediately in love with him because he's a man and it's the first man she's ever seen and like that's where the problems with the golden age come in um but the other sort of um adaptations of him or versions of him um they're just kind of a bit eh like the George Perez ones, he's older and he's not a love interest. Um, and then he was forgotten for a long time. And then in the... He's been brought back in Rebirth. And I think that's might be the first time 
in a while he's been brought back, um, but he's just a bit kind of it sounds like I'm a, a macho guy, a, to- a token a- male almost. A character. He, I mean, he is a little bit. He is. Log. He really is. Yeah. He really, really is a little bit. Um, and I never really understood him for that reason. Um, and there's another version of there's. I think it's Wonder Woman Year One or Earth One, where um he's African American, which was a cool adaptation I liked that one. well I didn't like the comic but I liked the changes that they made mm. um but the film I was just watching and I was watching his character and I was like I get it I yeah. finally get Steve Trevor well that's neat he has he's such an important person for Diana definitely to sort of realize all these things about the world that the world is neither good nor evil nor you know that is in all of us but it's a choice we make um and he was so important for helping her realize that in the film and even just like we've got to take a moment and just point out how amazing how chris pine is such a great actor he put a million emotions in five different facial expressions that are squished into five seconds yeah and it's just like how (laughs) do you even do that like like when he's on the the lasso of truth when they've got him in the lasso of truth and he's like trying to fight the yeah the saying what the real reality is and the truth is and his face is just so funny fantastic ladies up you and he goes through a whole range of emotions and it it's specifically shown at the very end where he has to take a plane full of deadly gas just straight up into Mm -hmm. the sky and he's got to pretty much blow the plane up so no one else is hurt except for himself and he doesn't just yeah he doesn't just smile and look back and pull the trigger. He smiles and pauses like, I'm leaving so much behind. This is a terrible, terrifying thought. And you see that all in his face. He doesn't say anything, mm. but you mm, can feel he everything doesn't. he's putting out there. And it's and it really shows like that he feels like... He, you're right, he doesn't say anything, but it, like you understand this is something he has to do. Mm. Like This is something he is compelled to do and it, it that scene in his face and it wasn't even such an amazing moment it was but it wasn't even like a stupid sacrifice in that no i must do this alone or no it has to be me yeah no it actually made it wasn't sense. and i hate that i i hate that trope so much yeah. the whole the we talked about this i think last week on um dc dom because it happens on the CW shows a lot. I have to do this alone. I have to save Iris alone. But it gave, and it, I mean, it was something he had to do alone. But it gave good reason for it. Yeah, you know, um, because he really he he saw Diana. Diana's focus was Ares, and she was yeah. she was battling him like tooth and nail, fighting to keep him at bay. And Chris Pine knew, Steve Trevor knew that he and his troop, all they had to do was stop the plane of deadly gas. So Chris yeah. Pine, he is for well, Steve Trevor in doing yeah. that, in stepping up and taking that role, that sacrificial role. He was protecting his team and he was protect well he did he wasn't even protecting Diana. He knew Diana would survive. No. Yeah, he definitely knew Diana would survive yeah. and that she's got this. It was it was yeah. definitely a heroic act that was Well in it it ties back to um, what he says at the beginning of the film when he says, um, my dad once told me that you can do 
nothing or you can do something and I've tried doing nothing yeah so I have to do something it really ties into that like he he has to do that he's Mm. you know for the I don't know for the betterment of the world at the time like that's something that he had to do imagine if that kind of weapon got out yeah some people that was you it's actually very interesting some people are saying that um because well not not that gas in particular but another one that um dr poison made the blue gas that uh the german captain ludendorff. general ludendorff yeah breathed in that that gas was actually a, a prototype for bane's venom that's what people are, are theorizing yeah that's interesting. I thought it was very interesting. That's interesting. Ooh, but along those maybe. lines, Dr. Poison lives. She does. She does. Yeah, she does. She lives. Did you think she was a, a an appropriate villain for, for Wonder Woman? In definitely. Yeah? Definitely, definitely. When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, oh, I know who that is. I'm so <laughs> excited. Because she's, I mean, she's one of the first villains that, that, Wonder Woman faces off. She's in the very first couple of comics. Oh, then very, um, very relevant. Like the Golden Age. Necessary. She's she's really, really relevant. She's mm. not a huge villain for Wonder Woman later on. Um, George Perez kind of shifted that to Ares. Yeah. Um, but I thought the two villains, I thought Ares and Dr. Poison, were the perfect villains for Wonder Woman to face off against because they're so they're so core to a lot of her mm. plot lines and to who Diana is. But there's a bit more um, about Ares, like what he stands for and stuff. So what makes you think that Ares is such an important first villain for Wonder Woman to face? Well, he represents everything that Diana is not. Um, and this is a plot line in the New 52 where um, Ares is actually, like, he's a mentor for her or wow. mentor loose mentor um and he diana has this sort of huge struggle between wanting to stay true to herself and um you know his influence in her life and eventually spoilers for new 52 stop <laughs> listening if you don't want to hear um no, don't, eventually skip she ahead. Kills- don't stop listening <laughs> Yeah, skip ahead maybe. Eventually she kills Ares and she becomes the god of war. Um, and I think that that is such an interesting dynamic for Diana to face and such an interesting struggle to face because he really is everything that she doesn't stand for. He is, he believes in chaos and he wants mutiny and he believes that man, and particularly you see this in the movie, he believes that people are inherently bad and that they will always choose to do bad things and the world will always be like this and he wants to embrace that rather than try and find peace whether it's Diana you see this at the end of the movie she has this understanding that you know people aren't bad but they're also not good then they're, they're neither it's the choices that they make mm. and that they can be you know they can change they can become better they can become good and I think that's why she got she saved Dr. Poison in the end mm. because she has such a faith that people will always choose good um, and that you know having a storyline under that context and that framework is super important for Wonder Woman as a character because she you need to see that that binary opposition 
um, to what she stands for. Yeah, definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's very interesting as well that she mentions at the end that Ares is her brother. Um, mm, but in saying that, the, the, the way that they slowly reveal this and stuff doesn't truly or 100% clarify how Diana was brought to life. And that is a really, no. really strong point in her, in, in her history. Like, what was, what mm. was the original way she was made again? Um, I actually can't remember in the Golden Age. I'd have to look it up. In the George Perez, it's she's made from clay and brought to life by Zeus. Then the New 52 changes it to, I think it's to Hippolyta is in love with Zeus. Can't quite remember. I have to reread 52. That's what I've realized after this is I can't quite remember what happened to the New 52. Um, I think, I think it's that she's brought to life by clay in the Golden Age. I had no father. I was brought to life by Zeus. Mm. But both both times, like, um, when she is brought to life by clay, isn't it Hera that sends down the magic that brings the clay to life? Yeah, definitely mm. in the George Perez. Definitely. I'm not 100% sure how much of the Greek gods were in the Golden Age in the originals. But definitely in George Perez, mm. definitely. It's just, it's, I, th- I think it's very interesting that how we go through this film, how we know of uh, Diana's history, and yet it's not truly clarified as to what her origin yeah. is, even though it's such a, it's almost an integral part to her story. Yeah, well, definitely. It kind of sounded like, to me, it kind of sounded like, this is my interpretation of it, it sounded like um, that Zeus wanted Diana to be born as a weapon. Mm. But I think the implication is that Hippolyta was pregnant with her or that Zeus is, de- Zeus is definitely the father. Yeah. Um, but I think the difference is in the Perez version is that he's not the father. He's just, I don't know, an assistant. But I guess when you think an about assistant. it... An like- assistant, isn't that what the dad is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like, kind of like is an assistant. I don't know, but bring him... Diana couldn't have existed without Zeus and bringing him life, mm. bringing her to life by clay. But you bring up know. Hippolyta, and Hippolyta and the other Amazons are incredible. They are strong. They know how to fight. What was? Do you have a favorite moment on that very first battle scene on the beach? Oh, so many, so <laughs> so many. I loved, I loved the shield thing. I loved. Oh yes, and how it's taken yeah. through the film. Yes, definitely. How it's a recurring theme. Mm. Um, I loved that there was a point, I think it was Hippolyta, who she stabs her um, arrows into the sand and then, like, pulls out the arrows and shoots people and, like, uses it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think when that's she... an- Antiope. Oh, is it Antiope? Yeah. yeah. We may be saying I loved the name that. wrong. I'm that not sure. Cool. <laughs> I, no, I think it's Antiope. Yeah. They say it a little... I don't know differently because they all have accents in the movie. <laughs> yeah, which is actually another interesting thing is that although the accents range on Themyscira, there's actually it's covered by the fact that they speak hundreds of languages, and all yeah. of them probably have a natural talent for one or the other. Yeah, it must be so hard to invent an accent for a movie. Yeah, must be so hard. It reminds me of the Hunger Games too. How the capital has an accent. A bit of a that must have been so hard for Elizabeth Banks to um create that accent. Yeah. But they've they've definitely started off with um 
Gal Gadot's Israeli accent. Yeah. And, and stemmed from <laughs> that. From there. And I really like I how they've done that. It's, it's really added a nice texture to the film. Yeah. I can't take American adaptations of her seriously now because <laughs> she's not American. Like, she's from the Amazon. Yeah. But there's... Did you see that... Um, Did you see the... I think it was Fox News. They were having a panel discussion about Wonder Woman. They were all really upset that Wonder Woman wasn't um, American enough in this <laughs> film. And that... I was like... She's oh, not American! Oh, oh, she's not American. She's really not American. No, and... and the the women the amazonians they have such a fantastic backstory like none of them really come from any country they were created just yeah. um to to be the bridge between all of mankind and it, yeah. it, that that one bit and i think it's good that i left wanting more but that was one of those bits mm. that i wanted more of i wanted to hear more about how they broke free from sal- slavery or how they even got into yeah. slavery in the first place yeah, and that's a huge arc in, you know, that's definitely in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot there that they could do. Definitely a lot there that they could do. Because in, in the Perez version, it's, um, I think Hippolyta sleeps with Hercules. And then for some reason, he gets really angry and he sends men to destroy the Amazons and captures them. It's similar. It's a similar plot line to what happens in the movie. Which mm. I liked. Yeah, and we can see that during the time that she's telling this story, it starts off with an open book as Hippolyta is speaking to young Diana. Cute little young Diana. I know, <laughs> Such a she's beautiful so actress. Cute. And there's this little open it's not really a book, it's almost like a portfolio thing, and they've going through this Renaissance like painting, which then affects mm. the the this motion visuals of the story. Like, the, it's not mm. actually filmed, but... And it's interesting how they've taken that art style and taken it all the way through. But do you think it worked? Do you think it was enough to have it rooted in that spot? Um, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I did... Like, that's the, probably the part that lets it down for me. I, I mean, I, I will acknowledge that it's not... a perfect film and some of that is to do with the CGI I think it will date quickly Um, I think it probably needed to be yeah I probably think they needed it more throughout the film as into reference back to that story Mm. just to sort of reinforce that this is why it looks this way because I don't necessarily think they had a hundred million dollar budget they could have done amazing CGI um yeah, what do you think? Yeah, well, I think it definitely... I agree with you. It probably will age. But just going back to the graphics that Hippolyta... Well, that were was linked to Hippolyta's story. I feel that it almost made this film Wonder Woman's origin. In that it's it was like the Greek mythology and like the Greek stories that her mother told her. But this was her story in not really modern times, but modern times. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. brought that through and made her almost almost like myth-like and godlike and something that was yeah. separate from humanity. But it's um it's either that or it's just that they had to skim on the budget for, for graphics. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can look into the I mean it could I be because yeah, it could be that. Yeah. Cuz there were moments when I was it did distract me or take me out of the story when I thought, "Oh, that looks a little 
not as good as it could. Mm. Um, I think the one instant that comes to mind is when um, young Diana is running and she jumps and she off leaps the balcony. Off. Yeah, yeah, and then um, Hippolyta grabs her hand. That looks a little dodgy. And then when Diana jumps off of the cliff into the ocean to go save Steve Trevor, that looks a little... It's like that kind of thing. It's really in her movement that it looks not as fake. good as it probably could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not just the design into the um, to the CGI that... Well, it, depending on where you see it, like the CGI can be incredible. What, but what really took my breath away is the costume design. I mean, we have Wonder Woman's yes. suit. We have a classic yes. outfit when she's on the island. We have all the other Amazonians' outfits as well. Poison's clay mask now. Is, is Does she have a clay mask in the comics? Is she like that in the comics? No. 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 I don't think she does. She definitely has the green hood. Mm. She might. But there's the, that was a I thought that was really good. That was a really strange almost it's not really Phantom of the Opera, it's kinda like the opposite, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but of, beyond yeah. that you also have like Ares molten armor as well when he reaches yeah. for his face and he uses two fingers to carve in two eye holes to his helmet. Yeah. Such incredible different costumes des- costume designs. But I want to cosplay all of them. <laughs> you wanna cosplay all of them? <laughs> yeah. Well this question all of might them. be hard for you then, because I was gonna ask what costume just stood out and took your breath away? I mean, just don't go straight for Wonder Woman here, okay? Wait, no. <laughs> Dance around a little bit. Find some something else. Uh, a lot of... I think a lot of what Hippolyta wore, mm. I really loved. She had this cool... Um, I think it's the one where she has, like, this the cutout um, over her chest is the Wonder Woman bird symbol. Oh, okay, so that's around when more and it's like the, the long, yeah. it's like a long coat or something made of leather. That's really cool. I actually really like Diana's outfit um, on Themyscira um, before she's Wonder Woman. Mm. The it had like a I don't know what it was. It was just like a I don't know, like a leotard or something. Or, <laughs> I don't was, know what, what to call of... it. Like the those I really loved all of the Amazon's outfits. Really loved them all. And Diana's like traditional outfit when before she gets the Wonder Woman costume it's really interesting because it's so plain and so uh washed out of design and stuff it really reminds you that she is separate from the amazonians she and her heartbreakingly like this this hit me when her mother turned around and said you are not truly one of us because diana isn't yeah and that just really just like that's such a mean thing to say, it is, isn't it? To your daughter, I mean, you are not one of it's us. It's one of those things, though. Like Hippolyta has such a great love for Diana, and you see that when she has to mm. say goodbye to Diana, that she just wants she's holding too tight. And I think that was yeah, the it's tough there. love, tough love. Mm. I mean, that was one of the best lines when Hippolyta said to Diana, "You have been my greatest love, but today you are my greatest sorrow." And it's yes. like, oh, tears falling. Oh, hit me in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Mm. They had such a beautiful relationship. Oh, it was fantastic. And I thought it I thought it was going to be a little distracting because they don't really look like each other, but mm. it wasn't really. Now, I do I do have a theory. Um and I've posted yes. this on Twitter and I have sent it to Patty Jenkins, but I haven't got a response. I mean, seriously, come Dang, on. Dang, Patty, come on, Patty. Are they famous Patty. enough for you? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I've been tweeting her hoping that she'll like it. Just, just <laughs> like it. Just give me a heart. She does interact a lot with um, her followers on Twitter. So keep at it. Keep, keep at, at it. it. Keep trying. Keep at it. When you see she's on, but this keep is, at it. This is something I really want to put to our listeners, is that at the very at, on Themyscira, when um, Diana is about to leap towards the tower where the, quote, god killers are, she takes a step back and she finds a bull. I have mm. looked online and what I've found is that Zeus has appeared on Earth as a bull. As like, yeah, like a Taurus, like a bull. And I was oh, yeah. wondering, what if Zeus isn't dead? What if Whoa, he, what if he's in that cow? What if he's a cow, man? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> dishonor to you, dishonor to your family, dishonor, <laughs> dishonor to your cow. cow. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. <laughs> <laughs> Best quote, you win quote of the night. Well done. You win. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um... <laughs> But yeah, because I, 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 as I have said, I haven't read the Wonder Woman comics, but I am under the impression that you can't kill a god. I feel like that's just such a weird concept for me. So if Zeus yeah. is alive, and if the other gods are alive, and if Ares didn't die at the end of this film, what do you think that yeah. means for future films of, for Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Because <laughs> I don't really think that Ares is dead. I don't really no. think he's dead. They've still got a whole other world war to go through. Yeah, like what does Wonder Woman... Who's going to cause that? <laughs> does she actually listen to Steve Trevor and think, I can either do nothing or I can do something? Does she sit out World War Two? Maybe. Maybe. I kind of... I kind of, this. I mean, this is a little bit of a different topic, but I kind of hope that they don't do World War Two. Mm-hmm. I hope there is a little... It's either keeping it within the period that she is currently in so Mm. what is that 1920s i guess um or they jump to contemporary just because i feel like if they do world war ii there's gonna be too many comparisons to captain america oh yeah and his plot line don't say it don't you say it come on and i think it's probably better that they just avoid it i mean it's hard because wonder woman's origin is like she goes into the world into world war Mm Two, and so much of her plot lines is to do around german nazis and that kind of thing um i liked that they shifted it to world war one i thought it really worked um but i hope that they don't i don't think it's an era that needs to be covered yeah but um but in saying that i mean like we've we've Obviously seen Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad. I can't wait to show you my toys. Uh, <laughs> Green Lantern, I guess. We've, <laughs> we've been watching these films. We Everyone has a debate on whether they're good, whether they're bad. It's pretty much universal that Wonder Woman is incredible. Does this make you excited for the future of the DC Universe in the films? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That is a simple question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have, I mean, people might hate me for this, but I actually really like Batman versus Superman. Um, No, I don't hate you. I agree. I quite like it too. I didn't like other people might. Jesse Eisenberg. I felt that if they just changed his name to the Riddler, it would have been perfect. But um, yeah. Anyway. It wasn't a good Lex You were saying. Um, But, and I mean, I. I've sort of realized that a film doesn't have to be good for you to like it. Um, and I really liked it. And I, and I liked Suicide Squad. I get, I get what people are saying. Definitely. Definitely get what people are saying about, um, those two movies. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am really excited. And I think 
Wonder Woman is good because it I hope it represents changes that are to come in terms of people actually liking DC yeah. and me not having to feel bad about liking them. But that's an also, that's um, another really interesting thing. You you like BBS uh, Batman versus Superman and mm. I did too. But has I don't has this new um has this further development of Diana given a more like has it given more to the story of at the very end of Batman versus Superman, knowing her history? Kind of, but not really, because there's still the questions of what has she been doing for a hundred years? You know, the understanding that I get at the end of her origin is that she doesn't become Wonder Woman. She, It's only now in modern times that she is Wonder Woman. Because that's another thing. Like, the words Wonder Woman are never said in the movie. Mm. Like, she never is Wonder Woman in the movie or the, you know, the concept of it to the society and to the world of that movie. Um, So there's still a lot there. Like, there's still a lot we don't know, which I don't know if that really does answer the questions at the end of Batman versus Superman, Mm. you know. Like, who is she? We still, we kind of know, but we don't really know yet. But one thing that can definitely build her story in the future is her villains. Now, I pretty much know of Cheetah, and I can't go much further than that, but what are some villains that you would really like to see her go up against in the next film, or the ne- even Justice League, maybe a, a Diana villain can come up? Well, what do you want to see in the future? Mm. I hope they do continue Ares. I think that there's so much more there to explore. Um, I don't really know. I, I'm i not super familiar with, like, a lot of her villains. Um, Ares is the big one. Cheetah is the other one. Cheetah could be cool. But I, if they're going to do Cheetah, they need to do it in contemporary times, modern times. Mm. Um, I don't know. I guess I do kind of like the idea of mankind being her villain in that I do like the idea that or not necessarily mankind but events being her villain like World War One being her villain like this is the thing that she's overcoming and she's yeah because I think that like shows that is what she's fighting against Mm. she's fighting for peace Um, but I'm not really too sure I this is an area where I need to learn a little more <laughs> yeah need to yeah learn a little more but I don't know but one thing I'm I do I do like the villains that we've got yeah yeah I am I am though really excited for Justice League shall we because as we know the Amazonians mm. are in the Justice League trailer which yes it's gonna be it's gonna show yes. even more incredible fightings I mean like the fight on the beach with the German soldiers was incredible and to see them yeah and I would I would assume their reactions to coming into the into the modern day world will be so fascinating how they get all these extras mm. and all these wonderful women to to do that mm. um, but one thing that I would be looking forward to in the Justice League film probably a little bit more is Aquaman yeah. and Diana having a chat. Just like a bat. I dig it. And yeah. being like, <laughs> so, yeah, Zeus is your dad. Yeah. Oh, oh, Poseidon's like my great-granddad. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would have such a, a cool dynamic. Oh, it would be funny. It's such a, interesting. It would be really funny. Yeah, because be really, we really see funny. a little bit in the trailer. I mean, like, she lands on the, this little bridge thing, and Aquaman's like, whoa, that was a pretty big jump. And then he spins his yeah. trident, like, okay, I'm all for this. This is cool. Dress as a bat. I, I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I'm excited for that. It does look a little more lighthearted, but I'm, I'm, I mean, having said that, I'm still nervous for Justice League, just because we've had such an overwhelmingly positive response to Wonder Woman. Yeah. I don't want people, because people obviously they 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 don't like Zack Snyder's directing, and that's the thing. Like he, which is you know, even though yeah. he stepped down from Justice League and Joss Whedon is taking over, there's only so much Joss Whedon can yeah. redo. Um, I think it's a bit unfair. So that's what for, makes me nervous. Hmm. I, I think it's unfair for Zack Snyder because personally, I think that Zack Snyder has a really, really in-depth way of directing, and his stories you mm. can't just watch once. You have to sit down, yeah. watch the. This is why the two and a half hour did it a disservice. You have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. I'm not saying the film's perfect. I'm just saying there's so many more levels to it, and um. But at the same time, I mean, yeah. Okay, I can settle with that being a bad score, but I'm still very excited for the future. And I mean, hey, what if DC just absolutely smashes out some brilliant super females, super female movies, and maybe the guy movies just don't work? I mean, like, well, okay, whatever. We get good women movies. Yeah. (laughs) I think that it's interesting the direction that they are going because, I mean, obviously they'll it's not confirmed but at this point how could they not do a Wonder Woman 2 when mm. it's had such success at the box office and then the announcement of a Batgirl movie Batgirl, Batgirl. like they're heading in an interesting direction they're not afraid um, to go with female heroes no. and even like the Gotham no, no. City Sirens with um, Margot yeah. Robbie it's really good news yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am nervous though because David Air is that how he says yeah, that? He's that. attached to that project, so that old chestnut. Um, well, yeah. I don't want to end this. I'm note, interested. This podcast on a negative note, so let's not talk about suicide. Yeah, let's not like go that. there. Seriously, what the hell's wrong with you people? I, I will say that I am excited for. It makes me more excited for movies like Captain Marvel that's going to come out and to see mm. Brie Larson kick some butt in movies and. Like, I'm excited for where this is going to take superheroes because yeah. really Marvel wasn't planning on doing anything with female superheroes until Wonder Woman was announced. I don't know. Don't take me for that. But <laughs> it is, it's definitely changing it and I'm very excited. We finally have a movie where we can say, look at this film. This film proves that women want female movies. This proves it. They yeah. work. <laughs> well, if anything, it proves that Jackie wants Wonder Woman films. I mean, you're pretty much, yes. you're saving it in the box <laughs> office. You're like, yes. give me another ticket. <laughs> give me all the give tickets. Give me and my cat another ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think when I start singing the Wonder Woman theme song in a in a meow accent, it's time to wrap up the podcast. Um, (laughs) Thanks again, guys, for listening in. You can find our thoughts on this and other entertainment on the Novastream Network at novastreamnetwork.com, or even find us on all the social medias. Just search Novastream AU. 
just a side note, everyone, if you, I have a lot more thoughts on the Wonder Woman film, so if you want to come chat with me on Twitter, you can find me at Jackie Jeanette underscore. Please come talk to me about it because I will have all the discussions with you. All the discussions. <laughs> all of them. I'm sure Britt will discuss Wonder Woman with you too, but she probably wants to talk more about Batgirl. Yeah, I, well, if you have any like Batgirl fan art and stuff, I'm always looking for it. So uh, so my Twitter handle is at Britt underscore snippets on Twitter, and you can find me on Instagram as well. I can't remember my handle, but you can find me there. Send me those things. Send me anything Batgirl. Send Jackie everything to do with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> You're listening to DC Domination on the Nova Stream Network, your weekly guide for the DC Comics universe. For all the latest on The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow, keep it locked on. NovaStream.com.au.